By now, unless you've been living under a rock for the past couple of years, you have probably heard about the ketogenic diet. I know we get tons of questions about it. That's why we're super pumped to be able to sit down with the one and only Dr. Rachel Davis and dive deep into the keto diet, the ins and the outs. Who is it for? Who is it not for? She has a really unique angle on sports performance versus weight loss as far as keto is concerned. Um, You know, who should actually be jumping on this quote-unquote keto craze and who should not be jumping on the quote-unquote keto craze. We hope you guys enjoy. Um, I know I learned a ton from this episode, such awesome information. Um, If you guys did enjoy it, Please hop over to iTunes or Apple Podcast, whichever platform that you listen to it on, and leave us that awesome review. It really helps our reach. Uh, So, yeah, without further ado, Episode 17, Keto with Dr. Rachel Davis. The Muscle Mind Podcast, optimizing your life one episode at a time. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. My name is Matthew Foster. As always, joined with Cody Robinson. We have the lovely Rachel Davis with us today. Um, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. As you said earlier, thank goodness it's Friday. Thank yeah. goodness it's Friday. Yeah, you said you, to be here. Yeah, yeah, you said you've heard that like 20 times a day. Yeah, uh, at least a, a handful of times. I mean, the bank, girl at the bank said it. Uh, guy at the gym said it. Friday's the so, day, best day of the week. That's right. It's just been a rough, <laughs> a rough Valentine's for some people. It is. It was a great Valentine's for me. What about you guys? It was pretty good. Yeah. Relaxed, which yep. my husband and I usually keep it pretty lucky. I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, it was okay. good. Isn't today like Singles Awareness Day or something? Is it? <laughs> yes. Like the 15th. Is yeah, they're saying it's day. sad. It's also like, what is it, like 50% off candy? Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> so it's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to dive into uh, a little bit of keto, kind of what it is, what it's all about. I know we get asked a lot, being in the health and fitness scope. Um, And uh, first, let's tell us a little bit about yourself, Rachel, kind of how you ended up where you are now. (laughs) Give me three for a (laughs) code. So, um, well, I've always been a runner. Uh, I came to UAB to run track, super interested in exercise, nutrition, all that good stuff. So... My undergrad was exercise physiology, master's nutrition sciences, PhD nutrition sciences, um, and actually my dissertation included a little bit of keto stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, so I really enjoy talking about the topic. Awesome, cool. Yeah, um, I, I know I personally don't know a whole lot about keto, so I'm glad we're doing this. Like I'm, I'm gonna yeah. learn so much. I know there's a lot of people that were they're listening are gonna learn too. So, um, like we were talking before we started. It's been such a huge thing all of a sudden, like the past two years. And you and you mentioned it was, it first came about back in what nineteen twenties mm-hmm. for childhood epilepsy. Yeah, exactly. And so, how, like, what, what exactly is keto? So, if we're talking ketogenic diet, um, or let's go, okay, so ketosis in the body—that's what keto is. Um, it's basically a backup fuel mechanism so you have your carbohydrates fat protein that we're normally utilizing as energy sources but when your body is severely low on carbohydrates or just fuel in general your body goes into this um uh, metabolic state called ketosis and it's where when you're primarily burning fat your body's also producing these ketones from that process and ketones can then be used as an, as an energy source. But it's mostly for your brain because your brain right. can only... Yeah, I've heard a lot about brain function with Yeah, keto. so, so that you're mostly like glucose, your, your brain absolutely has to have glucose. Right. It can't process fatty acids or mm-hmm. um, proteins. So your body basically produces these ketones that can cross the blood-brain barrier and be utilized somewhat like glucose would be right um can they become toxic like can they become toxic in the body is that why people it can so so, well in it's a very different state but like a diseased state like uh diabetes can cause like diabetic ketoacidosis basically that's when the levels become dangerously high but there are a number of metabolic things that are wrong in Mm -hmm. that like you can't just be in ketosis and it goes out of control right you, you, there needs there would be some 
some issue going right. on. Your body basically can't buffer, buffering mechanisms are messed up. So that's where you get the, gotcha. um, the acidosis. Okay. So, that's what I was wondering about. Yeah. So if somebody's going on a ketogenic diet or something like that, um, that's usually not going to be a concern. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it just, it's kind of this backup mechanism that we have for starvation, really. <laughs> we, so it's, it's very, I mean, so, so is there like one, one, one style of like keto, like people, I, I know there's a lot of people, especially with CrossFit, it's become a kind of a thing mm -hmm. with keto. Is there one specific way you have to follow ketosis this way or is there multiple different rounds as far as like how you break it down? Because I know like if you count your macros, for example, mm -hmm. if it's like 75% fat or if there's a certain number that you want to be at. Yeah. So, um, this is really interesting because when you look up keto just on the internet, all right. of these articles, not like peer reviewed research articles. Right. Right. Yeah. Anybody um, can write it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you find like everything it's just low carbs no carbs no carbs um well you can't not have carbs you have to have some carbs right. but basically to be in ketosis it's it's like around 20 grams of carbs per day i would yeah. die yeah you know what that is that's so that the size of a small it's two apple. rice cakes mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's insane. Yeah. Like that's all that you have. Is, so is that why people freak out when they get into keto and why it's so hard? Because they, because I read and it like, uh, keto flu, keto flu and keto breath mm -hmm. is like a real yep. thing. Yeah. And that's the, um, so ketones, um, <laughs> we really want to get into the science side of it. <laughs> um, acetone is basically blown off in your breath and that's, that's wild. Acetone is, the ketone. So, um, so it's, you have beta hydroxybutyrate, um, acetoacetate and acetone. <laughs> that's why you're resting. So those are the three, uh, ketones, but, um, I won't take it any further than that, <laughs> but yeah. So the, the breath that like acidic fruity smell, yeah. you usually know someone's in ketosis when wow. they have that. No um, yeah. but also the, <laughs> angry keto flu um that's what makes it so difficult because you're depriving yourself of carbohydrates and that is your body's preferred fuel source right, right. um there are actually certain organs that will um preferentially utilize ketones <laughs> but um i think it's like kidneys um some studies with the heart but that's that's totally different stuff um so but carbohydrates i mean glucose is what your body right. absolutely needs and the quickest way to get energy is through glucose which is carbohydrates right so um it's an efficiency thing as well so everything just has to adjust um and it can take quite a bit of time for people to kind of get over that keto flu yeah pump. right what but does it feel? What does it feel? What does it do to you? Feels like you have the flu. Dang. Yeah, everyone that I've uh, talked to. Um, beat up, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Like huh. just exhaustion, headaches, brain fog, and it's actually really funny because a couple years ago, um, this was by no means keto, but um, my husband and I, we were like, okay, we're gonna. That summer we were just eating a lot of sugar like added sugar i don't count fruit and all of that because yeah. fruit is just so good for you but um added sugar so we were like okay we're gonna we're just gonna cut down on added sugar and for my husband it was a big change but he, he this wasn't even close to keto yeah and he had a headache for the first week yeah. um just because he was concerned <laughs> so much added sugar i'm so like i'm naturally a hangry person to begin mm -hmm. with so sure. that's why I, I, you'll probably never even see me like really attempt it like that level yeah never. because especially being around the general public because oh, i'm not yeah. going to respond well i think yeah. i think i was going to touch on i think a lot of it has to do with what you do yeah and mm -hmm. who you're you know who yeah. you're involved with on the day-to-day -day, what your job is yeah stuff like that but yeah absolutely yeah. um it's yeah i personally would never try it but that's because i'm an endurance athlete right. so right. um but so it's funny that i know it's really up and coming like you said in the crossfit it community is. and um i think it just depends on 
what your goal is because CrossFit, I know there's a bit of a competition element mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but for something so high intensity, uh, it's just interesting that yeah, that they chose, <laughs> that they chose the right, right. Right. So it's, um, I don't know, but it's just, it's extremely effective for weight loss and that's why people are gravitating towards right. it. And I think in our society, we're always looking for a quick fix. And mm -hmm. while keto, yeah, it's going to be quick. <laughs> you will lose weight. But what happens when you get out of keto? Ketosis. It's, I've always heard you balloon back up, but that mm -hmm. might, I guess it, I mean, it's, it depends it's, on what you do, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. Most, I mean, statistically speaking, most Americans that go on a diet and lose weight, including keto, most of the weight is regained. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, and, and keto is extreme. So right. if you're going Even from, more, yeah. yeah, like the typical so. American diet, we say high fat, high fat, high fat, but mm -hmm. we're in a high carb, high fat right. world, kind basically. Yeah. Well, so. in, in these, these, these drastic changes, you're not learning behavior change. Like mm -hmm. you're doing a temporary thing exactly. that you're going to struggle with mm -hmm. already in the state of mind that, okay, just a few, it's like the whole 30, which I, I'm sure you have a lot of really, we don't have to go side diet stuff because there's a lot mm -hmm. of, a whole 30 is not the extreme, but I'm just yeah. saying, but like. You know, it's 30 days, so it's like I think people go into these thinking, okay, I've got to end in sight to drop so much. And the fact that you already mm -hmm. know you're going to come out of this cycle mm -hmm. of eating is, is why you don't adopt a, a new form of behavior. So is there, I guess, what's different about Whole30? I actually, since I'm mostly working with runners, mm -hmm. it's not something, I've heard it mentioned so many different times, but I haven't really like read up on it much. I mean, from my general knowledge, and, and it's not going to be very... I mean, like completely accurate. So you'll know a decent amount about it too. I think the biggest thing of it is is a lot more clean eating. It's yeah. like you're trying you're trying to restrict like carbs, but you're definitely trying to cut out refined sugar. It's like mostly processed food. All the processed food. what it is. Yeah. Like you cut out processed foods. Yeah. You, you, but I mean, it's so grains, meats, fruits, vegetables. Right. I think, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Heather Brown. I think she did. She does it. Yeah. She, she, she did, did it for a couple years. Yeah. But Especially January is a big push. It is big. But it's like you said. It's just it's and instead of a, a, just adapting a behavior change, which we're big on, mm -hmm. making the changes every single day, as opposed to like I'm gonna do this for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Never been a huge fan of stuff like that because you're not teaching yourself how to properly do it, and everyone's body responds a little bit differently to certain things. Mm -hmm. Like someone might see you know great results from keto and some person might get the flu and be like that was the worst thing ever in my life <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I, and i i mean i i have talked to many many people who have just said keto flu is the worst thing ever Oof. um and i mean having the flu is, feels pretty terrible so imagine if you just feel that way because of the way you're eating um but <laughs> yeah, no, that's not the quality of what <laughs> Not at all. Induce anything like that. So what? Um, sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Um, no, it's okay. So why do you think that it's there's just been this like surgence or resurgence of of the keto diet? Because you said you did a Google search or, or like an analytics analytics search, and it's crazy the past two years. Mm -hmm. Two so I years. Think but you said before then it was like hardly at all. 1920s, yeah. Epilepsy during flight, flight medical purposes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I think we talked about like CrossFit and celebrities. Cause like now Terry, it's all because I mean like Terry Crews, Joe Rogan, LeBron James is talking about it. he's doing some keto and he's exactly he's one of the biggest athletes in the world. But yeah. who knows what that endorsements are coming means, from too? Right? Yeah. What that means? For exactly. Him. Like he, yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you can answer. But what, what do you think? Is the, I think it's purely weight loss. I think yeah. if you're on keto and you're working out and all of that great stuff, you're gonna look fantastic. Sure. I mean, I think in. Uh, bodybuilding physique competitions i'm pretty sure well the whole i guess dehydration that comes mm -hmm. towards the ends of it and i don't know much about right. that at all but i know at least mechanistically what's happening yeah, yeah. You're, you're drying, i mean drying, with carbs mm -hmm. yeah. with mm -hmm. carbs you're going to retain water yep. and that's why people say carbs make you puffy mm -hmm. um but you're going to retain water and the more you dehydrate yourself and get rid of that well if there isn't much fat there anyway you're gonna look shredded and sure. that's exactly what they're being judged Science. on <laughs> right. yeah. so yeah. so i think and then a week later they're like 30 pounds heavier yeah so yeah. with my runners yep. um when i'm working with them on like fuel plans and general eating and all of that good stuff um 
many a times the issue is they're not consuming enough carbohydrates. That's nowhere near keto, right, but right. they're not consuming enough carbohydrates right. for what they're doing. And I'm like, Hey, you, <laughs> you will look fantastic. <laughs> I can assure you of that because you're working out, you're working hard, but you're not consuming enough carbohydrates. So do you want to be fast or right. do you want to be shredded? It, it really, it purely, the question is, okay, why, right? Why are you doing it? And okay, the majority of our society today, it's weight loss is the primary goal. Right. Yeah. So well, it's um, almost like sports performance versus weight loss. There's a exactly. difference. Mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a, a good thing to highlight. I Performance think. or weight loss? Well, you got, it's one of the two. That's right. what she has to kind of debunk or like really narrow down with with her like coaching yeah. clients. Like mm -hmm. you were just saying, it's like they're coming in and and they're kind of concerned about you giving them these mm -hmm. like you know uptick in carbs, especially if they're getting closer to performance or they're yeah. trying to hit peak goals. And, yeah. And uh, I know there's that battle, that conflicting battle. Well, a lot of times I tell people, especially if you're especially if this is nearing a marathon, which most of my runners are marathon runners. Um, so I always kind of just go back to, well, we carb load for a reason. Um, and I also get a lot of questions about like race weight, um, what, mm -hmm. what you should be, what you should do. And that's something that I tell everyone. I mean, unless you're talking about the like, Olympians who have dietitians and yeah. like like on hand yeah. and they are specifically formulated a diet. Everyone else, um, do not weigh yourself when you're getting close to a yeah. race, like especially an endurance event where you're gonna be carbohydrate loading because you're gonna lose when, so much weight during it, right? Well, so in carbohydrate loading you're actually right. gaining weight. Yeah. Right, but like during the race. Oh yeah, well you're gonna burn through it. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. So so when you're Consuming carbohydrates, they're being stored in your muscles and your liver as glycogen. Mm -hmm. So glycan, glycogen is just it's a storage unit of carbs. Um, and but during exercise, that is the source. Your your blood glucose levels and your glycogen. That's that's where the majority is. That's what's going to be providing the energy. So um, the thing is, if you're restricting carbohydrate and your glycogen is depleting and you're depleting it on a daily basis with training you it, it it can cause some serious I would think issues. your body would shut down yeah it, it's not you can't as intensity increases in any type of exercise the need for carbohydrates increases right so like directly proportion like that's a completely yeah. um well that can even go to like when i was in the military we would go on 12 mile hikes whatever they would all have we would all just pound carbohydrates because mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna right. sweat and, and right. everything and you're if you don't those are the guys that would end up you know cramps and, mm -hmm. and passed out or whatever so yeah well when you think about um just fueling in general so carbohydrates and protein um those are going to be four calories per gram right. fat is nine calories right. per gram so you we often get into these discussions of okay it, well you're getting more energy from fat why wouldn't you just do that but it's an efficiency thing right right if you need fast energy if you need high intensity which when we're talking about a lot of performance mm -hmm. um or sports mm -hmm. um there's no faster way to do it than carbohydrates right so that that's why well um, i'm curious too yeah i mean i know we're uh, can definitely go keep going on that path with um you know elite athletes but like you know i always talk about the first mistake most people do for a new year's resolution is they they increase activity and they decrease carbohydrates mm -hmm. you know in the so that's they think you know it's kind of the snowball effect if they they can't perform they can't recover they can't you know they don't mm -hmm. have the energy Sleeping they can't get well. up you know why can't i get up and work out I yeah. and it's like you're depriving your body right. when mm -hmm. your body actually needs like appropriate fueling right. obviously yeah. but it's I just see that all the time. So, and then you're going to, you know, to extreme when you're trying to get your body to evolve and, you know, push to another level and then it's fighting against itself or in essence, breaking itself down to be able to generate and create, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. own, you know, um, glucose or um, fuel source. So yeah. that's the thing too, is like people don't think of it as, you know, as, um, as like a reserve, you mm -hmm. know, this is why it breaks down. Exactly. Yeah. So, and 
I think we also live in a society of extremes. Right. There's no in between. Yeah. It's all or nothing. So Everything's true. all or nothing. So you think carbs, okay, well, you're over here eating cake and cookies and pasta and pizza, like always take out all this heavy stuff, mm-hmm. but that's, those aren't, that's not the only way to get carbs. Right. <laughs> so there's that heavy carb where you gain all this weight and then there's keto where you lose weight quickly and you look fantastic, yeah. but you feel terrible. That's right. So, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. So yeah. Well, why can't we just meet in the middle? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can consume, you can do lower carbohydrate and exercise if you're trying to lose weight mm-hmm. without being that extreme. Yeah. Or even you carb can, cycle even. Yeah. yeah I mean, you can do totally more fruits and vegetables, yeah. whole grains, a lot of it, The thing is a lot of the high carb, high fat foods that Americans are consuming at least yeah. they're highly processed packaged foods. Mm-hmm. So, but, but you can get an adequate amount of carbohydrates right. from good quality sources and still lose plenty of weight and sure. you'll still, you'll feel pretty good as well. What's well. a caloric deficit? It's calories in versus ca- calories out. Yeah. You know? What's that too? Then there's quality. I know you're probably wondering a sip of water. Again. <laughs> I but, forgot um, about it. <laughs> no, you're good. But like, um, you know, you have coined the term, which made me so happy. Uh, like you are a fuel coach. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is really in your wheelhouse to say yeah. like, you can take this food, you can take this food, even if you're comparing weight or whatever, you know, density of the food, mm-hmm. the impact that it's going to have on your quality of life, your performance, your actually breakdown of, you know, carbs and fats. And is there yeah. anything you want to speak to specific on that as far as cleaner methodology of fuel and how that really kind of impacts your body? Well, I think for anyone, weight loss focused, performance focused, generally health conscious, whatever the case may be. Um, if you focus on nutrient density, it's going to do so much more. Yeah. Um, you're getting all the vitamins and minerals that you need. Um, that just means you're getting a lot of nutrients for less calories. Yeah. When people say empty calories, that's referring to something, something that's super high calorie, not a lot of nutrients. You're basically just getting excess calories like out 20. of it. I yeah. mean, that's an extreme. Exactly. We're talking about extreme. Yeah, you can say, right, oh, I mean, it has like carbs. A soda. It has fat. Yeah. yeah. A soda. Yeah. Lots of calories, but you're, the nutrients in Your it. Your body's not going to use it. Right. Yeah. And really. carbs, fat, protein, yes, those are macronutrients. But when you're talking about all the micronutrients that you need, vitamins, minerals, yeah. that's why fruits, vegetables, grains, lean meats, all of those, it's because they're packed with so yeah. much more, which you need for... Everything. Everything in metabolism. Yeah, mm-hmm. Metabolism, mean. energy. Like at the end of the day, yes, to lose weight, there has to be a calorie deficit. Yeah. But that's part of the thing with keto as well. Like people may say, oh, well, I'm not changing my amount. But you actually are without realizing it because yeah. going keto, when you get past that horrible slump, mm-hmm. um, people tend to feel more satisfied fuller longer those carbohydrate cravings you've you've cut something out for the most part um the more you feed sugar garbage that kind of thing that's why that's the more you want it you know like when you're eating really junky sometimes it's hard to get out of that it's like because your body just you keep having those cravings but in keto you start to really kind of shut off those cravings and so people actually do consume less and they do lose weight so it's it can be very complicated, but it's also pretty simple yeah. as yeah. well. Like if you just focus on nutrient density, no matter what your focus is, um, uh, with exercise, like it's it's gonna be the best thing. Yeah. What about like body composition? Because like, like you were talking about, uh, you know, doing keto, and if you want to do as far as like calories in, calories out, you know, body composition kind of gets into the mac, you know, like you know, as far as what you eat and. Um, you know, keeping up protein, carbs, and fats. Like, what do you think? Like, keto has an effect on your body composition as far as how your ability to like build muscle and mm-hmm. as far as that that angle is so, concerned. So, here, here's like dropping a bomb here for sure on everybody who thinks they know keto. Um, <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Good people, question. <laughs> yeah. So, and this, if I'm taking this in another direction, really back in, no, but um, no. keto. No. So you asked about muscle, like gaining lean mass. Um, people think that keto is, okay, get rid of all these carbs. 
but a lot of times they're they're not the super high fat, super low carb, steady protein. They increase their protein like crazy. Right. But you can't be in ketosis on a high protein diet. <laughs> People don't realize that because certain amino acids in your yeah. body, they're converted back to glucose yeah. and you're just feeding this other mechanism right. that is dumping that into the system so because protein still has calories i mean it's like you're upping your protein you're also you know impacting your yeah so it's you're you're gonna feel fuller longer so you might have more of a caloric deficit so maybe the keto you're probably not in keto that's not probably why you're losing weight it's the high high protein which makes you feel fuller a lot longer you I mean, satiety lasts much longer when you're consuming a lot of protein. That is another effective way to lose weight, but that isn't truly um, a ketogenic diet. It has to be that high, high fat. What's considered high fat? Well, like when you said 85, I mean, there are... Yeah, there's like 60, one says 60 high protein ketogenic diet, 60, 35, 5. So the... um, Standard keto. The... um, in terms of calories um, or percentage, carbohydrates have to be kept like it's below seven percent. That is crazy. Yeah. So, so when they're like from in research, in the research with a lot of this, they're doing like, and some they're restricting protein as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've tested all the way up to like a 90 95% fat diet. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. But you eat avocados all the time. <laughs> it's, it's insane. <laughs> but it's so hard to do, I would think. It, yeah, it's like just eating like lard. <laughs> it's I mean, awful. Yeah, that's what I'd say. You have to buy your own pig. I'm yeah, sure. but okay, so protein should steadily be around 15% of your calories. So 15. So there you go, body. That's my thing is how do you. In the normal, like, I, like 15 to 25% is what a lot of the general population is doing. I feel like your body um, composition would drastically change. So, on, in, on keto? Right, yeah, if you're, if you're like protein is so low, so I, I feel like your body composition would, would... Well, with the weight loss... Um, like, even if you're just wanting to maintain and maybe put on just a little bit of muscle, keto is probably not going to be... What you want to do, right? So, like, for well, me, if I want to put on like ten pounds of muscle, yeah, not see. You can low carb doesn't mean. I mean, if you just cut out added sugars and processed yeah. foods, you're probably going to be on a lower carb diet. Yeah, like yeah. normal. Right, I think right. is like forty to sixty percent of calories. Yeah, yeah, you know, endurance athletes, like, gosh, my diet's probably like sixty percent carbs or something. Yeah. But that's it just you can still be lower carbs say you're like 20 30 40 percent carbs mm-hmm. but most of that's coming from fruits and vegetables right, right. grains your body composition is absolutely going to change yeah. you don't you don't have to go all the way to the keto side whereas right. you can get into i mean depending on where you're starting how much you're losing you can get into muscle wasting it, it's that's, just well that was going to be my transition because you're talking about composition mm-hmm. aesthetically you, you can look phenomenal because you can see so much definition. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But at the same time, I am curious of kind of at this point, you know, what's the percentage of, of actual like muscle depletion or, that's, that's, that or what you're talking much. about, um, like wasting of the muscle. Because like if you're losing, I'm just wondering how much, you know, of your, how much lean mass is, is being lost by people who are mm-hmm. trying to do more well, the extreme level or maybe not as much. I don't know. I'm just curious of that a lot of times i mean bodybuilding is definitely a very very specific it's also an extreme like it's an extreme version of of fitness or weightlifting they get up like two like 2 a.m to have a meal and go back to bed yeah it's just very it's very and i that is certainly not my area of expertise but i do know at least a little bit about what's required um but in terms of Keto, muscle wasting. I mean, it, there are so many factors that go into it, so there's really no way to right. I know answer the question in that way, but General, um, generalized though. But yeah, so it just w- when there's going to be any significant weight loss, a portion of it is going to be lean mass. Sure. Yeah. No matter what, that's sure. always going to be the case. There are ways to attenuate that loss, like general calorie restriction. 
the research says over and over and over and over and over again, there's always going to be loss of lean mass. Right. But adding in exercise or changing up the diet a little bit, that can help to preserve some lean mass. But it's just that keto, again, it's just on the extreme side. Right. Um, you know, I'm not yeah. saying it's horrible. It's just there are a lot of scenarios where it isn't really necessary and it's very extreme. And right. in our world today, um, especially with Americans, we are trying to achieve healthier weights. Right. And But the thing is, it's all about behavioral changes. And if it were that simple, we could put everybody on the perfect diet and we would all have no issues and it'd be great. Right, right. But it's not... It's I think I really think social media has a lot to do with it. Yeah. As far as like just oh, what's the yeah. word I'm looking for? Immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Be, I, mean, I mean, someone asked me asked me about the BMI chart the other day, mm -hmm. and it was I think it's a 30 year old science that's complete crap. Me, because you get guys that are like well, athletes. It's in always going to be an it depends kind oh, of yeah. thing. They're yeah. Oh yeah. They're considered obese, but she was like, oh, I don't fall into the you know this and that, and I think that that gets back to your point about we're so like weight. Mm -hmm. Like we put such an emphasis on what we weigh. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it, it seems like it, 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 it like seems like it kind of went away, and now it's back again. Everybody so exactly keen on just, weighing a certain thing. Just so fixated on that, yeah. And it's, I mean, that it's toxic. Like it's sure. a totally toxic environment, and it's, it's, it just becomes an obsession, and it's there's just so much that goes into it mm -hmm. that it's. It's, it's just difficult. It's just not healthy. And I think, too, it becomes confusing because people, as, as soon as you think you're going down the right path, mm -hmm. it's how many people are going to listen to this and be like, well, I've been doing that all wrong. Yeah. You know, or, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't realize it was that risky. Or, mm -hmm. or you And know, we don't know what the long-term effects of keto is. Yeah. Well, technically, do we? technically we do with it being around in the 20s, but we don't necessarily know. I mean, for, for the for everyday general population. Person, right. Like for the everyday exerciser, yeah. what the long-term effects is. I read a lot about we not knowing what the long-term effects of keto are, what, what, how it affects, you know, the ability, you know, reading things about not being able to get pregnant and messing up your hormones. And but, mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, who knows? Probably nothing. And like, that, again, mm -hmm. comes down to, okay, what is... What does the diet look like? What do yeah. the calories look like? And with the hormone side of it, um, I mean, a lot of that could be from extreme weight loss, but it could be coming from other things. I mean, a lot of times with hormones, fat fluctuation, fat is very, very important in right. proper hormone balance. So um, that's going to be the riskier area, but with the weight loss and usually fat composition, especially for females, um, for menstruation, having children, everything, that's going to be the really important part. It's when the extreme weight loss happens or um, anything extreme yeah, <laughs> is right. what leads to the imbalances. Right. So um, again, it depends, but it's just another way to get to a risky area. Right. And that's not so fast. Looks like your idea. body. I mean, your body has to adapt, and your body will adapt mm -hmm. if you give it time, or if you do it in a controlled state. And again, we're coming back to the clean eating and being intentional about the the mm -hmm. right types of nutrient dense. That's why you hear that so much, and that's really the preferred way because your body's just gonna it's gonna balance things out more appropriately, yeah. specific to what your what your body needs mm -hmm. or what your performance level that you need. And, and of course, you can hone that in for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so a little sidebar on this. So we're t before we get too far away from muscle wasting. What are your thoughts on using branched chain amino acids in the world of um, like I guess um, weightlifting or, or whatever or more resistance training like supplementation of branched chain amino acids like in, um, order, in, in, in order of like prevention of muscle breakdown or it's just, I mean trying to stay in an anabolic state versus catabolic state is why a lot of people use it. Mm -hmm. So BCAAs are so important for recovery and muscle gain. Um, now, if you're getting eat, already getting enough in your diet, I was say she's not done. No. <laughs> yeah, in terms of supplementation, I mean, we can supplement, supplement, supplement all sure, day, sure. but it's 
there's so much more to it. And I know I, I keep saying that, sorry. Well, no. <laughs> Scientific background, like yeah. you just, nothing there is simple. Are, I mean, this, um, I agree. If somebody answers a question, right. it depends, they use them as they're smart. If they, yeah. if they go right into it and give you like a hardcore answer. They read it somewhere. They read it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So exactly. <laughs> they so didn't find it on PubMed. <laughs> so. Um, That's not what's PubMed. Yeah, you know. know. Oh, okay. what is it? What did, what did you say? It's PubMed. It's medical research, like peer-reviewed journal. Yeah, pe yeah. It's, yeah. If you look up PubMed and then you go want to see what, what the literature I, says, I, I, I think some I research. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yeah, BCAs. Um, but yeah. they're they're extremely important. They're crucial for proper recovery and muscle building, all that good stuff. But again, if you're getting enough in your diet. I mean, with any nutrient after a certain point, is it really doing much more for you? No. Um, yeah. It's just like protein. I mean... How would you recommend someone getting more amino acids naturally in their diet? Um, so... Well, I mean, any protein source, especially like meats, yep. are where you're going to get that. Um, dairy, that kind of stuff. But... That's just, again, if we're going to bodybuilding on my extreme end, endurance training, mm -hmm. there, there is a specific recovery window, um, depending on the type of exercise, the, the protein is so important, but like for myself and the runners I work with, it's within that 30 minutes, say post long run workout i mean you might have a 20 miler with like intense yeah. miles in it like tempo training interval that kind of stuff um and that's why people that's why you've probably heard this chocolate milk mm -hmm. yeah because that, yeah. the milk is gonna give you a good amount of protein but also carbs and then the fact that it's chocolate milk the extra sugar is making it that three or four to one ratio of carbs to protein and that's the ideal combination to kickstart protein synthesis, muscle recovery. Yeah. So if you're doing that and getting branched chain amino acids, which are very important, then you should be good. But that's why in those cases, like mm -hmm. if, if you're not sure that you're getting enough, then yeah, supplementation is gonna yeah. be fine. But then again, after a certain point, like is it really necessary? Well, it depends on how much you're getting. Mm -hmm. If you're eating a normal, well-rounded diet, animal products, all of that, um, you should be okay, but then again, with extreme training, yeah, you you are yeah. going to need more. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit difficult. It, yeah, it has its place, and I know I knew it'd be kind of intense. I was just kind of curious to that, and I wasn't mm -hmm. saying that to knock it at all either. It was just because you can have we could have a whole podcast just on one or two supplements and yeah. the and the oh yeah the debunking a lot of that mm -hmm. and the the way that they're. They market the product, so you'll sure. take more, so you'll actually, oh, yeah. you know, consume more and then buy more of the product. Mm -hmm. right. And so, it, well, just, just yeah. <laughs> think about um, how supplements are regulated. Yeah, they're not FDA. They're not <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> so you, I mean, like well, you can put anything in those things. Yeah, just about. What's, what's it? Uh, what's the sugar? It's slipping my mind right now. Sucralose in everything. Yeah. In oh yeah, that's Splenda. Everything. Sucralose is Splenda. Yeah. yeah, and that's why because a lot of the supplements when somebody wants protein they want the cleanest protein mm -hmm. they just want protein they don't want carbs well they have to sweeten it somehow right. otherwise yeah. it's going to taste terrible right. so sucralose is splenda right. splenda's just like, the brand, what's, that, obviously. what's that pink drink people are, are selling all the time pink drink um, uh, plexus their whole thing is oh. anti-sucralose and they just talk so bad about it and constantly over and over and over again i wonder what the replacement is though it's probably it stevia, yeah, which I think there's some interesting research coming out on that as well. Yeah. This is natural, but I think I like I think with sodas they tried to go to stevia, but it changes it totally changes the flavor. It's a different sure. sweetener, mm -hmm. um, or or maybe it was also with um, sucralose. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of sodas are still is it aspartame? Yeah, which is one of the ones that. Certainly has some Good research on <laughs> the I, the effects. I, I, I mean, yeah, I the dosage was outrageous, but it was yeah. certainly harmful. Um, it will, it'll mess your body up. Yeah, so it just again with those types of products, it comes down to flavor. Um, so they do what works best for that. But and then there isn't a lot of research out there on sucralose and what happens. So so they're going they're going to push as long as they, they can. Did. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah they would like.
there was some some girl I used to work out with, and she was big in the plexus, and she would always take everything I ate if I was eating something, and she would get, oh, it's got sucralose in it. It's so bad for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, <laughs> What do they... I'm like, well, you grab anything, it has sucralose in it. So what are you going to do, eat yeah. bark? Yeah. Like, it's just, but I'm just saying it's like one of those, yeah. like even those have sucralose in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just about any supplement yeah. that you take. Crystal light. Yeah, it's it's yeah. yeah. There's natural there's natural sugars and stuff like that. But again, I mean your body mm-hmm. and it affects your flavor palette too. Mm-hmm. We're going yeah. so off topic now. Um, <laughs> well I think it, it's, yeah. it's great though. It's yeah. all it's all included. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean stevia is natural and comes from some plant. It just happens to be zero calories. Well very, very tiny amount. Um <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I mean, all other natural sweeteners, okay, honey, agave nectar, all this different <laughs> stuff. I, if you're just worried about calories, I mean, they all kind of supply similar, yeah. <laughs> similar amounts. They are sugar yeah. um, in terms of like glucose, fructose, like what exactly makes up the yeah. composition of it, it. That's where it gets a little bit different in the way that it's processed, but it's just I, so I get that question all the time and i'm like honey agave nectar like just pick the one that tastes better because sure. you're not agave nectar isn't good for you over honey but <laughs> it's just this yeah. honey actually has a lot of different things in it like there yeah. are more yeah you're actually going to get more nutrients out of something like that it, it's still going to sweeten whatever you're sweet. using yeah, yeah. It's, still car- it's still a carbohydrate mm-hmm. yeah. so it's yeah. Gosh. I know. Go on this forever. Well, <laughs> so, what were some? You still have like? Do we hit on most of the I, points I would, of keto? Keto. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, the, the only thing I've got written down is like the standard ketogenic diet. The only thing is like percentages of it, and you got I don't know, uh, cyclical ketogenic diet. Have you heard of that? It's like five days of keto and then two of high carb days. I think that's just. Like, I don't know. There's not probably not a whole lot of research on that, but well, I find it interesting. A lot of people are going to put spin, their own spins and stuff. Right. Oh, oh yeah. It's so interesting. You just Google it. And there's just so much crap. But here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, so much crap. One, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I literally copied and pasted. Yeah. So and here's the yeah. So five days of keto. Five days of keto. Five days of Two days of high low carb. carb days. Two days of high carb. And then. So really, you're only actually going to be in ketosis for a few days of right. that whole thing. And then you have targeted keto, which is a diet that allows you to add carbs around workouts. That's not keto. <laughs> so here, yeah, here's the thing. This Take how, home message. This is what we want to do. Oh, this yeah. is how, yeah, this is when I am on Instagram and I'm just, you know, I'm always, I'm always posting recipes and I like cooking. And so I just, a lot of that stuff pops up online. <laughs> and so many times it's like, look at my keto salad look at my keto lunch and it's not keto like you can't have any fruit you know what half of the vegetables you can't even have yeah so it's (laughs) right so all of these keto they're just low carb you're just carb cycling or whatever you want to call it like there's no it's like going back to see well for keto there is actually a scientific definition but like when we're talking about clean eating yeah there is no scientific definition for clean eating one person says it they mean this one person like we know what we mean when we're talking yeah. about it because we're talking about everyone has different philosophy like fresh yeah. non-processed most, most natural state you know, exactly yeah. like grains and mm-hmm. fruits vegetables it's just right and then other people may say clean eating has none of that like it has mm-hmm. none of the exactly. grains or whatever yeah so i think really no knowing what we're talking about here like that's what people need to focus on when yeah. they're looking things up i mean none of this most of it isn't keto so and the second you go and add carbohydrates in like that you, any deviation you your body you're not in keto anymore right. So, it, and it's not this state that you just, <laughs> yes, you don't just it. like this dabble is, in and out. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So it's, it's a process. And I this mean, this is how we're segueing, segueing into what is your thought on intermittent fasting? Ooh, interesting topic. Uh-oh. Should this be a different one? We uh-huh. could go into a whole So this thing. is my thing. We're good. Yeah. I don't know. This is my deal. <laughs> so you were talking about yeah like if you do this or pe- people like a plate or whatever do it or plate of no this is keto but it's not keto right the whole uh, what was it 
putting butter and coffee and doing intermittent fasting or doing uh, uh, which is not intermittent fasting if it's per, per definition intermittent fasting is what's no. your take on it yeah well it's the definition of fasting another yeah, thing that people no, don't know. that's what you were, that's what that's what you were trying to get to that's what so a true fast yeah i mean you don't have you, any calories correct right but also a truly fasted state i mean saying an overnight fast right that's isn't even the truly fasted you technically state. do fast for 12 hours every day just about if you go to bed at well, if you yeah. have your last dinner at 8 p.m you if someone's 10, eight to eight yeah like it's, that's 12 hours so extend it four more in intermittent fasting, which mm-hmm. there is a lot of, I enjoy intermittent fasting, do it a lot for brain function. Like I say, cause I work out with clients very mm-hmm. early and stuff and, and my brain's just better that, that way. But the whole like having to put butter in your coffee in the morning and saying it's fasting really pisses me off. I don't, I don't understand why people are putting the butter in the coffee. I, for, it's, it's keto fasting. Which so that was she's my, like, she's like, that's an oxymoron. That was, <laughs> but, but not really. <laughs> Not really. No, I know what you're saying. But they were saying people that are doing keto, but they're doing intermittent fasting. Like, oh, you can put butter in your coffee because it's fat, obviously, mm-hmm. nothing else. Right. And that's you're still put in a fasted state, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. That's not that's not fasting. No, no it's not. You're, you're putting you're calories putting in, calories in your and body. it breaks your fast, right? Mm-hmm. See, okay, so you said it. Yeah. So. You're putting in a significant sort, depending on how much butter. <laughs> yeah. You're put, <laughs> putting in yeah. a good amount. Like the, those are calories, and if your body is processing anything, it breaks your fast. You're not in a fast. So what is your think? Go ahead. Well, I was just say how long. I mean, you were gonna say it a minute ago, but like, like, what do you? What would be considered as like a true well, fast time? So we. I know it depends. But no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to think because in terms of the, the average person, the general population. Yeah. Um, like the I 16 eight is intermittent fasting. 16 hour fast, eight mm-hmm. hour feed. That's the traditional intermittent fasting yeah so a 16 hour fast um i would say you're there yeah but the thing is a true fast it's when you your body has processed what is in the system it's getting rid of what is in the system um you're not going into like i mean you got to get beyond like a day or something to get into true like the starvation ketosis thing but um with fasting it's, it's going to be longer than the 12 to 16 hour mark. Um, when people do 24 hour fast once a week, I hear people do that kind of resets the system. Yeah. Um, for the most part, that's going to be in the fasted state, the last towards the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it all depends on how you start the fast and how you break the fast. So that that's this. Oh yeah. So intermittent fasting, it's another thing that has that is a very very broad term right again how allows, do you intermittent fast which allows like, people to jump on the bandwagon and make money off of it and while we do podcasts people like you to it's it's, it's another thing it depends <laughs> like seriously the statement of the hour um but intermittent fasting could be anything really are you doing a 24-hour fast per week or are you doing um a 12 to 16 hour fast a day um that's i think is what most is most common it's 16 8 is 16, yeah, 16 hour fast mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what time frame that would be so the, the key to success with almost anything is consistency sure so when you do a fast like that but say you binge for those eight hours or you're eating which absolute, a lot of people do yeah that i mean that is just you metabolically you're in a whole world of hurt <laughs> your body is yeah. just all over the place i mean hormones well, blood it, sugar yeah, everything. Right. And, it, and it still comes down to calories in calories out what your goal is mm-hmm. but i mean i did a test on myself for a week i intermittent fast or i fasted until 12 p.m mm-hmm. and that would have a very high protein low carb meal and i felt awesome going into workouts you didn't overly mm-hmm. you didn't really overhaul your no. what you ate though no mm-hmm. it was just protein vegetable and right. then i did a week of fast until 12 and then my first meal before my workout would be a very high protein high carb meal and i felt like damn it <laughs> but, it but it, you would think like your body would be like craving you know carbohydrates and meat, calories and stuff but you get so used to, i just got so used to it and then mm-hmm. i felt lethargic 
whatever I had. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, gosh, the timing, the carb source. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I just yeah. enjoy Because it. a lot of times the, your body just in coming off of a 16 hour fast, that's, that's very, very different than say where you are in keto or right. carbohydrate restriction. So right. there is a certain point with keto where after weeks, likely, um, I think people get to the point where they say they feel fantastic. Yeah. They've, they've gotten over the craving withdrawal hump of going through ketosis and adjusting. Your body does adjust. I mean, we have that ability, to ability that. for right. a reason, right. but it's again, consistency and like the people who are going keto, but then keto, they actually are though, but then they're not realizing that they're snapping themselves out of it like that just your metabolism and by metabolism i just mean everything that's going on yeah, not your metabolic functions. rate like yeah. you're there's just so many different fluctuations and a lot of that gosh we go in so many different directions here Do it. <laughs> the intermittent <laughs> fasting stuff i'm going everywhere but a lot of that comes down to consistency because of your circadian rhythm right. yes that's, that's what matt really so is. there's awesome research on that's intermittent fasting favorite. Yeah. Well, probably my favorite word in the world, or I guess two, two, two rhythm words. rhythm or consistency? Two words, that little saying, circadian <laughs> rhythm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's so, so important. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say a minute ago, too. It, what gets me is people, it's like, you know, um, paleo and keto and, and all this stuff. And it's like, well, they didn't have you know access to this, whatever. And you're talking about your body can adapt. And it's like you live in a world where, for the most part, especially, obviously, there's other scenarios. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, for the general population, you have access to healthy foods mm -hmm. and why can't you why can't you eat healthy foods in a, in a moderate state and let your body work itself out instead of trying to him, not, him and haul because that's not the easiest way to do it because it's actually behavioral it, and it, psychological yeah that component is huge like you said but it but it is the easiest mm -hmm. if you don't think if you adapt it yeah, yeah. you don't think it is yeah you don't exactly. think it's, you don't think your body's gonna our bodies are so complex to the point that it, if you are on a consistent regimen, it will, mm -hmm. in a healthy regimen, it will take yeah. care of itself. And yes, we are extremely resilient and yeah. our bodies can handle amazing things. But, but why do it by choice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, kind of wild. we don't have, it doesn't have to be have to that get, way. Get, get, get the keto flu, you don't have to be that serious. I mean, I always tell everyone when it comes to nutrition, um, truly, if we ate the same thing at the same times every day consistently, and then we went to bed and woke up at the exact same time every day, we wouldn't have half of the issues that we have. Because those are the two things that control your circadian rhythms. Your circadian rhythm, you know, all of your cells are pretty much on their own clock. So it's the light cycle and your feeding habits like that is what dictates a lot of that that's why consistency if you're doing intermittent fasting and you're doing 16 and 8 but you're eating as normal throughout a weight loss it's going to be extremely effective because you're going to be eating normally well assuming healthy and within that eight hours but your body is adjusting in a way that you do become used to it. You feel good with what you're eating. It, it's it's that's so true. That's a habit that we. That's why we, I said you didn't change your. You didn't go on the binge. Right. You ate like good stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. we talk. We have, we we actually do a podcast on my intermittent fasting because I, I do love it. I have a lot of my clients that do it. If there's you know, but that depends on what their goals are, what their schedules mm -hmm. are, stuff. Yeah. But I would do it to where like at 12 p.m. Whenever I would fast until 12 p.m., I would be hungry. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I had that meal, it's like my body would know that because I always work out at 2 p.m. my body would know because I'm like okay you just ate so we're probably going to work out mm -hmm. now like it just kind of and I slept better but I think it's like tight I mean I don't know if you I'm sure you do but like time restricted eating mm -hmm. which essentially kind of falls in line with intermittent fasting to where you eat at the same time every day mm -hmm. your body naturally will adjust and I think talking about you know everything like if you have kids and um, you know you you know, let's say you like you go to work at a certain time, you try to get your kids in bed by a certain time, you do things by a certain time, mm -hmm. but one of the most important things that we do every day, we don't. We don't eat on our schedule, which mm -hmm. is really fascinating to me because 
It is literally the most important thing that we do. Yeah. Is eat. And we don't do it. Eat and sleep. We do yeah. it terribly. Mm-hmm. Eat and sleep. Both two yeah. things that we do, we do awful. Horribly. We don't schedule. <laughs> we sleep less. Um, I actually worked on this. It was a, it was a great paper. It was a short um, review um, on contributors to the obesity epidemic. And um, it, it was great because we covered all of these different factors that play into that. And lack of sleep is one of them. Hormonal changes, cravings, when you're fatigued, when you're tired, what is your brain going to crave? Yeah. Glucose, the sure. one thing that it right. functions well off of. Anytime you're fatigued, exhausted, that any level of stress, well, your brain, Mm -hmm. interprets it as okay well we need energy we need to fix this and then that's why we crave awful foods when we're sleep deprived and right. like there we wrote this whole thing on it it was amazing because that was an area that i wasn't super familiar with because my research was um it was totally different but there there's a reason that maybe we're eating more nowadays because americans were more sleep deprived these days like there is a trend that's, so that's usually linda like i mean that's, that's usually the first thing that she tells people when they're going through a behavior change is usually the first thing is is changing their sleep behaviors mm -hmm. and then hydration as well mm -hmm. like water intake well, and water. those are the first two yeah. things and that starts to get your body in the on the right path absolutely to make other behavioral changes mm -hmm. yeah um, so it's a i mean it plays such a role, but intermittent fasting. Now you grab your water. Yeah, I Hydration. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, um, at UAB, actually, there's um, a scientist there. Um, her research, she's in nutrition obesity research, and her work is in um, circadian rhythms, intermittent <sighs> fasting. It is fascinating. I don't talk to her. Um, she is brilliant, and it's... Do I know her? Uh, Courtney Peterson? That sounds familiar, but I don't know Possibly. if I know her directly or not. Um, anyway. She came... A few years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her, her research is very interesting. I think it's um, one of the most underrated things out yeah. there. Just mm -hmm. I think it's super important. Again, yeah. our bodies are complex and are yeah. made to do right. certain things. And we're trying to go change all our world and change just, yeah. what it's already made to do. Well, it's like all of the... <laughs> husband likes to sleep with the TV. Me too. Uh, oh, yes, you'll yeah. sleep, sleep so much better. He claims he needs it to fall asleep, which is not true. <laughs> and it drives me insane, but it's just the light. Yeah. I mean, our phones, computers, really after a certain time, like like in the our, the planner, uh, the work oh, day yeah. shut down, like really doing <laughs> that. This thing. Yeah, um, he loves that thing. It's the best. But in kind of shutting down the work day, right. I mean, we're like tonight. We'll probably watch a movie, and like yeah. we'll be on our phones. And that too is just messing things up because just, just get some blue light glasses. He's got those. What those are? But you. But you're still. You still have no still idea if they work. Yeah. See, but that's not eliminating it from the environment. Sure. Yeah. It's maybe helping some of the strain. Sure. That's, yeah. That's yeah. what you. Got. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's. I mean, if okay, well. I totally agree. Sunsets and everyone's kind of you know relaxing and like if i could go to bed at 8 p.m every night and wake up when the sun comes up i would be so happy yeah but there's just so many different factors that yeah but we live but in people such used a, to do that i mean yeah. before mm -hmm. you know i mean yeah i don't know well, I mean, yeah, I mean, people used to do fasting and stuff too like back yeah. in the day they didn't have three square meals or whatever a day or whatever yeah. the case might be. right well that's why like for me growing that's up on a farm that was so i struggled you a lot. grew up on a farm sure did that's, that's so cool you I had to see that. some of the fat pictures of me back then we, we ate Please. so much food and all <laughs> that, you know. but that was that was hard for that's one reason i gained a lot of weight once i moved to georgia um uh, with my my dad's side of the family which were all farmers like you know it was just hobby farm just grew everything basically for the family and for the neighbors um but their typical behavior of eating is huge breakfast, like just biscuits, mm -hmm. gravy, you know, bacon, whatever. Work all day, maybe stop for a quick sandwich or whatever, right at 12 o'clock, and then have a big dinner at home. But, you know, but that's, that was when they, that's all they did. And yeah. then as, as time evolved, and they didn't have to farm as much, and access became more, you know, to, to I don't know, you just didn't have to do it as much, mm -hmm. but still ate the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I was, you know, I, I, you know, I was 
introduced to that and I blew up like a balloon. I mean, it was just crazy because my, I wasn't going out working the farm. Mm -hmm. I was eating what they were doing, but they yeah, were Yeah, exactly. I mean, I didn't work on the farm, but that's not mm -hmm. what they did all day, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, those things have changed. I mean, that's. But their bodies got used to that mm -hmm. because that was their, they would go to bed, you know, like the the time, the sunset, oh, sunrise yeah, is anything. a regulator. Yeah. And then they would eat, you know, that type of food. And they, that's why they lived so long, I feel like. Because yeah. my great-great-grandmother was 101. I met her, my, you know, 90s. Wow. Like, all this stuff. And yeah. And it's just, um, you know. I mean, disease prevalence has certainly uh, <laughs> yeah. really gone up since um, or in the previous 50 years or it's something. Crazy. But it, it, it's, why, it's crazy, though. Mm -hmm. right? like it's, There's just so many things. So many different, yeah, it's, technology, it's, yeah. sugar, food processing, yeah. so fast gonna food. going to happen in 50 years? Gosh, Which is going to obviously it's going to get worse, you know. That I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if it'll get worse or not. I mean, we're starting to come up with little things to help certain things, but I feel like it's it, it, when I fifty more years, mm -hmm. it could be detrimental. Some things will get better, and some things. I was gonna say, I feel like it's going to kind of go. It's mm -hmm. on like span. You're going to have people that are going to understand like eliminating stressors from your life will lead mm -hmm. to a and then there's mm -hmm. ones that's just going to continue to go down the rabbit hole of like more 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 as yeah. far as like the dopamine fix of your brain the reason we pick our phones up every you mm -hmm. know 30 seconds well also <laughs> i don't know this is this is a whole nother topic <laughs> that's what we do uh, but keto, going keto plus i love this, I this <laughs> um <laughs> yes we've gone down the rabbit hole um <laughs> No, but the, the side <laughs> that's getting much worse that we don't even realize. So most of this, it's environmental. Obviously, yeah. there's a genet genetic component there with a lot of different sure. things. I mean, um, with obesity, everything. I mean, they're very genetically related. Um, so, but once you get past that, behavioral, okay, so our environment, um, there are so many different things that are affecting us that we don't even realize. Like... Of course, now everyone is talking about plastics sure. and the issue of how on earth are we going to clean this up? We're having all of these issues. Like, I mean, we have so much plastic and we're producing so much plastic. Mm -hmm. um, well, a lot of those chemicals that are in plastics are kind of like just like leaching yeah. out of them. They're in water when you heat up certain plastic containers so what do you do about that you we what are we supposed to do at this point <laughs> like it's so bad but literally everything is plastic but yeah. um there are these different chemicals that's why everything says like bpa free or it's all of these different things in plastic that they, they've figured out are actually very harmful for us they mimic certain hormones they mess up hormone production in our bodies mm -hmm. but we don't what we don't think about is that we're yeah. exposed to these things at all sure. times yep. So the effects of that, I mean, I think in 50 years, it's going to be really interesting where disease, cancers, everything goes because maybe we'll get better in certain areas. Maybe yeah. we'll be exercising more. Maybe we'll be eating healthier, but all these other things that we've added in that we don't even really think twice about. Right. But hey, I, I said totally going off on another okay. area. But to me, it's really fascinating though, because the research out there on a lot of these chemicals, I mean, it's like when it says do not microwave plastic, it's because it's really for that specific reason. He causes things to break down. I think we need to do another one on that. At some yeah. Point. If you really have liked your time with us today. Oh, I love it. I think that would be a fun one because it seems you're very passionate about that one. So that would be an easy one to dive into. And it's just chemical, like yeah. chemicals around us yeah. and where it kind of seeps in. And this all comes from, that was actually a part that we included in that, um, that manuscript on contributors to the obesity epidemic because oh, okay. of hormone regulation and yeah. um, so we can't even really see or even really probably know about. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is it's super convenient for us, but right. like <laughs> again, like, my husband <laughs> always throwing plastic in the microwave. I'm like, don't do that. But yeah. we all do it. And what and do you do? Because before. that's what we do. We have mm -hmm. Tupperware and we use. Well, things I thought about it the other day. Like you have all these massive landfills. There's like two or three here in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do it's, you do when it's full? Well, yeah, and it's all going into our groundwater. And yeah, if you, if you, <laughs> like there are things yeah. that are water. If yes, you burn it, it goes into the air. It, but most stuff probably can't burn. I don't know. It, it's, it's wild. It is wild, but yeah. Well, speaking of burning and <laughs> the original topic of keto, so we've dropped. Um, you, you've made a lot of like hard statements today, which is what I really wanted you know people to hear. Mm -hmm. 
and, you know, it's like at the end of the day, like this is this is kind of a takeaway type of thing. Um, so I guess crap. It has a purpose. So I guess that's we'll kind of we'll kind of leave with that. Is there anything else you want to speak to it, or is there any like any specific takeaway takeaways you kind of want to state specifically about the ketogenic diet mm-hmm. before we kind of phase out? Well, no, I no. think. It, it depends on your goal. Um, is the ketogenic diet bad? No. Um, it it depends, <laughs> again. Right, so yeah. it's just one of those things that, I mean, it was discovered um, because a high-fat diet was effective for epilepsy, and then the research went with that, and they found out that with ketones and just the metabolic state, it's actually very, very good for something like that. Or um, maybe, I mean, low-carb is certainly... Um, extremely beneficial for uh probably just lower carb but like type 2 diabetes um weight loss extremely effective for weight loss um but it's extreme again and many of the things that we discussed we went on all these different tangents with lifestyle factors that's how i got into the whole plastic talk sure but um lifestyle behavioral everything it's really it's about doing what works like do what works, what you can maintain. And most yeah. of the time that's not going to be the extreme end of right. keto. And um, there's so many people out there that's listened today that's realized they're not even in keto. Yeah. Or they're going in and out of ketogenic. Mm-hmm. So and you're you not even be, doing it. Yeah, you can be lower carb and not be in ketosis. And most of the people who probably think they're doing keto, that's that's the case. Right. Um, and not knocking anyone. It's just you can still have lots of fruits and vegetables and yeah. good carbohydrates without being overboard. It, it right. doesn't have to be at either end and of the And it doesn't extreme. sound like it's fun if you are yeah. doing it. No. <laughs> and if you care about performance, um, <laughs> I that tried is, to do it. I couldn't. Yeah. yeah I'm not a fan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, in the running world, I, oh, I couldn't imagine far. I mean, that is truly if we're talking about an extreme state. I mean, I'm not talking ultra, ultra, ultra running, that kind of thing. Um, still, I don't believe it's good in that situation at all. There are ways to be fat adapted while still consuming carbohydrates. But <laughs> you sound like you said that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, well, the whole too. fat adapted argument is what really comes in with <laughs> exercise. But yeah. again, you know, there's a reason the fastest, I mean, from the 100 meters on the track all the way up to the marathon, look at Olympians, no one is going keto or low carb. No a, there's, there's a reason. So if you there want to get the next level, reason. keto is not the way to go. So performance, weight yeah. loss, pick yeah. pick what you want to do. But it's like bulking and cutting. You can't do both. No. You well, can't, there's most things can't in life. Bulk you can't do one and shred it. Right. You can't do the same thing. Can't have your cake you and eat it too. Right. <laughs> what was I reading today? You can't be. And so is life. You can't be fearful and you can't have gratitude at the same time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Your brain will not allow, your emotions will not allow you to do it. So it's just the way it, you know, it's pick, fascinating. Pick what you want. So, so where can people find you for Matt Dose's closeout? That was my, that was oh, it. sorry. So <laughs> website, yeah. hand, Twitter, or, you know, Instagram handles. Whatever. So um, my business is Fueled by Rachel Davis because I do fuel coaching for runners. So fueledbyracheldavis.com. You can find a lot of stuff on there, all my social media. Um, I think pretty much if you look that up, you'll find me on all platforms. Yep. But I probably mm-hmm. post the most on Instagram. We'll, um, we'll make sure and drop those links in the show notes too, so yeah. people can find you and uh, check it out. Yeah, well, yeah, this really, is great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had a great time. I know. I'm, I'll I'm excited for our next <laughs> yeah. episode, whatever it yeah. may be. This is time. fantastic. <laughs> all right, thank you for everyone listening. Uh, Rachel Davis uh, talking about keto and all kinds of other stuff. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is also presented by our guest. Dr. Rachel Davis, fueled by Rachel Davis, aligning your nutrition and training by providing scientific, evidence-based nutrition for runners, guidance on fueling for performance and overall health. If you guys want to learn more information about Dr. Rachel Davis and fuel coaching, visit fuelbyracheldavis.com. This month only, HomeFit Fitness Consulting is running a two-for-one special the entire month of February. If you have always wanted to work out with your significant other, or maybe you have a best friend that you want to work out with, they don't even have to live in the same city, guys. These, these, do, these guys do virtual training where you train from your phone or your laptop using Skype or FaceTime. It's crazy. 
They're doing a two-for-one special. So essentially, you pay one price, and two of you get to train. It's really awesome. Visit homefitconsulting.com. Tell them that you heard about them through the podcast, and you might even get an even more of a discount.